Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all but feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. What's happening? Well, you're jumping in and out on my uh, <laughs> on my end because you've got a big old thunderstorm going on. I do, I do. I don't yeah. think that anybody will hear that, <laughs> but if well, they let's do, hope not. that's what's going but on. <laughs> if I sound awkward, it's because Joey keeps freezing up on me. <laughs> <laughs> Dang you, but, winter! It's not. It's not actually Damn winter. The, it's still yeah, summer. Whatever. Yeah. But still. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So I've been doing my own foundational deconstruction here and Uh-oh. getting. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's always Yay. the fun stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, we talked about the you know pulling up the trauma from the past because of the whole you know quarantine and pandemic and coming out of the trauma and now having to process the trauma. So you know that's gonna that's gonna bring about. Um, it's going to bring about extra stuff. And one of the things that it can bring about is foundational deconstruction, which is where you rip apart your identity from the bottom up. And um, given that I am in the process of taking my business up to the next level, um, I have been doing some of that. And so that has been oh so entertaining. And, you know, I was talking to Colin Holland today and he said, well, isn't that something you would normally go to a retreat for? You know, if you're going to do foundational deconstruction, you should be surrounded by people who can support you while you're doing this. And I went, yeah, the universe has just been sending them to my door. And he's like, what? I said, well, 
every day, at least once a day, sometimes twice a day, somebody new shows up with a message for me. And that's been going on consistently for two and a half weeks. I said, I have gotten more healing sessions, more readings, more people calling me up to give me the thing I needed to hear in the moment I needed to hear it. It's just the universe is like, oh, no, you won't go on retreat. Okay, well, then we'll just bring the retreat to you. It'll be fine. Uh, For the record, I did try to go on retreat. They were sold out. You know, it's interesting you talking about coming out of the pandemic because we've talked about that a lot and dealing with the trauma that that dug up. A lot of people now are getting a little bit of the re-triggering of that most recent trauma with some of these new cases popping up. It's This is a, a slippery time here in that, in that realm. Yeah. Well, and people's old shit from decades ago is showing up too. I mean, I went, I went in for a massage the other day and found myself bawling on the table because I was suddenly processing all the things that happened to me when I was 15 years old. And I'm just like, okay. And I'm sitting there. And of course, I go to the Chinese massage therapist who doesn't speak English. So I'm trying to go, oh, no, allergies, allergies, because I couldn't explain to her that she wasn't hurting me. I was just processing, right? And so, <laughs> so that was fun. And my husband works in, in customer service, and they are just getting pounded on by people because, you know, they're a convenient outlet. So please be kind to your customer service reps. They are taking a lot of damage right now. Right. (laughs) All right. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of stuff going on out there right now. Yeah. The bad news is if the new variant causes another quarantine, uh, that's just going to be more trauma. The good news is you can't process trauma while you're in it. So it would be a break. <laughs> you can't that's process trauma, trauma while optimism. you're experiencing it. <laughs> trauma brain optimism. Go baby. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. Well, Kelly, no one can't say you're no. always looking for the silver lining. <laughs> Hey, you know, gallows humor. Indeed. <laughs> I have a very dark sense of humor. My my mother's funeral director <laughs> appreciated me so much. But um, yeah, so uh, let's talk about the chakra too, shall we? <laughs> let's talk about the second chakra indeed. <laughs> oh my yeah. goodness. Let's, let's, let's wander off this topic because, you know, yeah, let's, let's talk about sexuality, sensuality, creativity, fecundity. Uh, creative source, right? Let's, let's, and passion, right? Let's, let's have those conversations because that sounds like so much more fun than, you know, trauma brain. So, yeah. Uh, so, what yeah. is the second chakra? <laughs> so, the second chakra is, well, I, I just kind of told you that, Joey. It's, it's called the sacral chakra. And it's all of those things that I just, just mentioned, which is, you know, sexuality, sensuality, creativity, fecundity, all of that. And, you know, th- this this sounds awesome, right? Except if you've got trauma in it, and then you have blocks, right? So, you know, some of the blocks are uh, more significant than others. <laughs> but when I was doing energy scans, and, you know, I, I have my team do that now, but when I was doing them, this was the chakra that was shut down entirely most often, out of every, I mean, I don't think there was a never uh, another chakra 
I mean, the heart chakra is often armored up. Um, but for being truly shut down, this one is the one that happened most often. And part of that is because when we go into the perfectionist mode, that tends to be something that we do, right? It, we steal our creativity from this chakra and we run it through our heads. We run it through our minds and our minds just spin and spin and spin and spin. And we try and create with our mind instead of with our creative center. And that sucks a lot of energy out of the chakra. And we also tend to withdraw from intimacy. And I don't mean sex, you know, depends on the person as to whether they withdraw from sex. A lot of us get hypersexual, right? But even in hypersexuality, the intimacy is not there, right? So the intimacy gets pulled back. And, and when you remove the creativity and you remove the intimacy, then you add in worthiness issues and deservingness issues. Now you can't be passionate. You know, you can be sexual, but you can't be passionate, right? And then you add in attachment issues. And now you end up hanging this thing on your partners that go, you're the only person who will ever make me happy. I can't live without you. And now you've got attachment issues and neediness. And you can see how this starts to like build up, right? And this particular chakra gets pretty gummed up as a result. And if you happen to have alcoholism or addictive behavior in your family line, then you may add that into that because that exists in the chakra as well. And what that's about is it's about trying to fill the hole in your heart through your pleasure center, which of course is never going to work because the hole's not there, right? Holes in the heart, not in the second chakra. So the second chakra for the record is just below the navel. Okay, so it's just below your belly button, right? It's it's in your, uh, for ladies, it's in your reproductive organs. And it is the center of creation. If you think about it, you know, we talk about the third chakra as being the power center. But creation is so much more powerful than will. They're magically linked because you can't create without intent. And intent requires will. But... The actual act of creation, that's a pretty powerful thing. And that's in this second chakra, right? That's where we literally create babies, either through the act of being the, the person with the womb or the person inseminating the person with the womb. This is where we create the babies, right? It, you know, when you're looking at this chakra, it is intense, and it's because it's also the sexual center, it's also very fraught with shoulds and shame and, you know, puritanical bullshit, right? And oftentimes there's also power plays that happen here, right? So, uh, you know, you have sex where you're like, I'm going to be the best sexual partner ever, and I'm going to be dominant over you because I'm going to be able to do things to you that no one else has ever done to you before. And I am going to be the sex god or goddess, right? And that is going to be how I am worthy in this space, right? That's, that's a big thing right there, right? That's, that is not a 
healthy sexual connection, that is a mask that you're wearing in the bedroom. And another way in which you're manipulating your partner to believe that you are worth keeping around. Okay. So this is, as I said, it can be fraught. When we start to take these walls down, when we start to take these masks off, the the vulnerability, the the intimacy is increased dramatically. And now we're in this state of having to be fully revealed and seen and uh, what do we do, right? And so when you add shame into the mix, which is something that has been put upon you by either society or another person, right? Where shame is always about the other person. It's not about you, right? It's, oh, I'm, I, you should be ashamed. Hmm. Okay. Uh, but I'm not, but okay. But, you know, but if you take it on, if you say, yeah, okay, I'll be ashamed because you say I should, then that's not about you. That's about the other person not being okay with you or whatever it is that they, that you did, right? It's about the other person manipulating you or society manipulating you if there's a, a larger shame thing. Like, you know, if you walk down the street naked, right? That would be a societal norm and potentially legal ramifications depending on where you are. In the Castro, you'd be fine. So, but, you know... Just depending. So, you know, these, these are the things that show up in the second chakra, right? And so when we are going into the second chakra, um, to a certain extent, we're going into our wild selves. And, uh, you know, it's, it's really funny that this has worked out this way because we have somebody coming on the podcast soon who's going to talk about wild business. And so um, this is, this is going to be a good good fit for that. But um, trust me, I did not plan it this way. So yay, um, the universe lining up. But when we go into our wild selves, that is the part of ourselves that is connected to nature. That is the part of ourselves that is not constrained by societal norms. That is the part of ourselves that is free right? You know, a lot of us really desperately desire to be free. And it's because so much of our lives are constrained by the shoulds and the coulds and the perfection and the, you know, owing this to that person, that to that person, and I got to come last, ah, right? And all we really want is for everybody to leave us the fuck alone and let us just be, except that we wouldn't know what to do with it if they did, right? So, you know, there's all of that. Yay, trauma brain. So, but when you are in your wild self, there is no having to worry about what you're going to do because there's no thought. The wild self doesn't think. The wild self operates out of the amygdala, out of the lizard brain, out of the sense of connection with the earth. You know, the, the wild self is acting intuitively, instinctually, and connecting into the all that is and being with it and in whatever form that takes. And this is really tough for some people coming from this background to engage because it requires taking the emergency management system that is our brain 
that's going, you know, all the time and turning it off. And then what do we do? Well, we don't know. Well, we don't know because we don't connect because we're not in our bodies and you have to be in your body to be in your wild self. So ultimately, there's this place of finding yourself in your body that is required. This is the embodiment place. This is the place where your spirit comes into form, literally in the gestational sac in order to be born. And this is where we find our bodies in ourselves once we are grown, is in the second chakra. And so if you want to explore what is possible within this chakra, you have to get into your body. And, you know, we've talked about this early on in the podcast with this idea of the masculine path is from the heart chakra up. And it's the path of the light. And then the feminine path is the heart chakra down. So, and that's the path of the darkness. Great spirit and great mystery, right? And, and this is embodiment. The feminine is embodiment, right? We don't call it Father Earth. We call it Mother Earth, right? It's the, the embodiment. Mother Earth and Father Sky, And this is the place where we find form. And the challenge, just to remind you, because it's been a while since we did this podcast on this, the challenge is to come walking into the darkness and not go looking for the light switch, right? This isn't something we understand. It's something we experience. And that's a very different thing. So you don't go in with this thing of trying to understand it. You have to go into it saying, what's here for me? And in the moment, you don't go, well, what's here and what's there and, da, 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 and assess all your resources and figure out what, you know, make a plan and a backup plan and a backup plan for the backup plan. Blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. You sit in the moment in full presence of everything that is around you and say, what am I called to do? If anything. And maybe the answer is breathe right? Maybe the answer is get up and dance. Maybe the answer is how like Banshee. I don't know. Whatever it is you're called to do in the moment. And then you just give yourself permission to do it, right? And it's a very different way of being. But if you want to explore how to engage and open your second chakra, that is how you do it. Okay, there's a lot of bits and pieces and parts and stuff that can go south and sideways in here. But ultimately, if you can get into your body and you can be in the present moment, in the now, in your body, without expectation, without demand, without cogitation galore, you can be in a place where this chakra will spontaneously open of its own accord. Because it's from this place where you realize, well, you know, if this person that I thought was the be all end all leaves, I'm okay, because look at me, I'm here, I'm now, I'm present, there's nothing wrong right now, there's nothing wrong here, I'm fine. So if this person leaves, okay, another person will come along, or they won't, I'm good like I am, right? And, and it's just from this place of complete beingness and stillness that you find that sense of peace, right? Also from this place, you don't feel the need to fill the hole of emptiness in your heart because you're fully present and connected to all there is, right? 
And it's like, oh, look, I'm right here. I'm right now. It's, I'm all good. Right now, you know, you'll probably still have a hole in your heart because you haven't healed it yet. Right. But you won't be desperate to fill it because you're running from the emptiness. Right. Instead, you'll be like, oh, look, there's so much here right now. If I just slow down enough to be with it. That's the other piece of embodiment is that your body doesn't run at the same speed that your mind does. Your mind clocks along and goes, is it any wonder we have anxiety, right? There's this constant nattering in our brains going, and, and you just can't be with it for very long before you just want to like kill it. Right. <laughs> get it, get it dead. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Right. And we'll shut up because it's going. You're like, oh, my God, enough the bots. Right. The brain goes a million miles a minute. The mind is just on overdrive all the time. The body, on the other hand, is languid. It is slow. It is intentional. It is purposeful. It's as though every movement it's not as though it is. Every movement moves the, the hair on your arms, and it's your job to notice it. Every waft of air that comes across brushes your, your face and moves your hair and, and dries your eyes. And, you know, just all these subtle differences that if you are present to them, you notice. And when you're in that space of taking in absolutely everything that is true, movement becomes very slow because it is a, a state of ecstasy to be in this place and to be so present to the physicality of yourself. Pain, pleasure, in between, doesn't matter. Ecstasy because you are fully engaging it. There's so much that we dissociate from as a result of the trauma that we are not even aware of how deep this can be. Now, ladies, I want to tell you, you have this easier than the guys do. And the reason for that is that testosterone actually reduces the body's ability to feel as significantly as it, you know, as you would without it, um, or with less amounts of it. So the higher your level of testosterone, the thicker the skin gets, the less, less, uh, nerve endings are, are heightened and things like that. So in Tantra, which is the balance of the masculine and the feminine, it, it is considered the, the female's job the feminine's job to bring the masculine into union. And the reason for that is because the physicality is different in this way. And because it is easier for women to get to that state, for the female to get to that state. Now, before I start getting all these conversations about people going gender identity and, you know, defining and telling people who they are, I, you know, I just want to say, this is thousands of years old teachings, and I'm not going to adjust them for PC purposes, or else I risk confusing people who actually want to go back and study the thousands of years old teachings. And so I am as woke as I can be 
<laughs> in in my day-to-day life. And in this case, I'm going to talk of Tantra from a Tantra perspective, and we're all just going to trust that we can translate. This is about really getting into your body. And so if you if you want to know what that feels like, run your fingers lightly along your inner arm. That's the best place to really start the conversation with yourself because that is a high sensitivity area. The inner arm up to the crease of the elbow is super sensitive. And then again, from the crease of the elbow to the armpit, super sensitive. For some people, the armpit is really sensitive. Um, But to really just get in touch with your own body, because whatever blocks may be here, just being present and, and being still and being with what is, is revolutionary for those of us who have trauma brain. For the record, if you stand in this space, you will feel better about the, the trauma that you're processing. This will help to alleviate a lot of the stress that you're dealing with, with this trauma that, that we're outgassing right now. And I, I want to come back into that right now, actually, because I'm talking to all of my students right now and everybody's like, they're all up against it, right? And the thing that I keep recommending is, look, go back and do the stress relief meditation. Go from the, there, there was a sound healing on stress relief. There was a sound healing on soothing the inner child, we are all processing trauma. Soothing the inner child is super helpful. If you are grieving the life that you no longer have because everything has changed in the interim, clearing grief, that was a sound healing. Each of these are cumulative. So don't just listen to it once. Listen to it over and over and over again until you feel better. Okay? So... These are things that you can do. Be still. Do the things that I talked about on this. If you want some help getting still, put your back up against a tree. Sit your butt on the ground and put your back up against a tree and lean into the tree and the tree will help you. Okay? Put your phone away and get really still. Okay? Because this is how we get our parasympathetic nervous system back on track. We have to give ourselves space for the stress to release. Now you talked early on about how when you used to do the energy scans, this was one of the most common areas that is blocked. The team is doing them now in, and I'm assuming they're still seeing that and probably even a little more right now with everything going on. Yeah, I would not be surprised. I haven't, I haven't asked them recently about it, but it, I would not be shocked at all. But yeah, that's definitely, yeah. As, as you go through and you, you, a lot of people use the energy scans as a sort of a report card, right? It's like, how am I doing on my, my energetic and emotional process, right? And it, it evolves, but the, the second chakra is usually the one that people have the hardest time accessing. And it's so important right now between the embodiment piece and being able to start accessing your passion. It's so important right now to get this chakra opened up and and ready to go. So this is a good time for them to actually look into an energy scan, maybe to to help 
highlight that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. To let you know what else is going on in there and to, to see what's, what's happening in general. So, yeah. And they can do that on kellysparta.com. Yeah. You just go on the one-on-one services. It's in the energy scan section there. So, and you can even pick who you want to do it with, whether it's Stephen or Kathy. So. Well, as usual, we have packed in a ton of information in a very small period of time, but, um, this is, this is the series. We've got one chakra left, uh, which we'll be talking about coming up. And there's a lot in here. People, uh, people are going to get a lot from this chakra series. Yeah. Well, I'm, my goal was to give you enough to actually make some changes. And I've been getting emails from people saying that they have seen some significant shifts in their lives just from listening to the podcast. And that's my goal. You know, I want to make sure that you guys are are getting some really useful stuff that you can practically engage. It's that whole practical woo thing that I do. So, you know, but yeah, that's that's my goal. People are, are getting value from listening to the podcast. And, you know, this is a good time to remind people that if you are feeling, you know, the value and the benefit of what, what's being done here and the, all the work that Kelly's been doing for over three years now, please subscribe, rate the podcast, uh, give some feedback, share it with your friends, all of that stuff. That's so important uh, so that we know how we're doing and what's where the value is and, and what you're liking about it. Certainly. All right. Do you have any Kellyism or anything you want to say to wrap us up today? Um, you would think I would think these things through in advance and I never do. <laughs> you know, it, um, it's a fair thing, Kelly. I never asked you about the basis. this. <laughs> of course not. No. Um, so, yeah, the body is the basis of your happiness. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Okay. All right. Well, that is all that we have for this week. But be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I'm Joey C. here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Sherpa. Bye. Share with a condition Each mile I travel Over 13,000 now Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under a Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to www.creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up for or get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to www.kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions with post-production by Christopher Wright. Into my home and my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing? But you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space 
and you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.